Somebody say praise the Lord. Ah, glory. King of kings and Lord of lords, touch us today, Jesus. And by the mercies of the living God today, having hope in no other but the risen Son of God who loved us and gave himself for us, touch us now, Jesus. Yeshua, my Lord. Hope, the thing that everybody wants. Hope, the thing that everybody needs. The world can be falling down around you, but if you have hope in him, you'll stand when nothing else does. Ah, oh, glory. If I went around all the time looking at everything wrong and thinking about the things that must be and all the trouble that's in the world and the trouble that's probably coming, I'd be about as depressed as I can be, but my eyes stay fixed on him. As long as I look on to him, as long as I have hope in him, Satan get behind me. Ah, glory, shake it off. King of kings and Lord of lords, touch us today, Jesus. Bless today, Lord, for I know who I trust in. I know in whom my hope is. Hope's realized. Romans 8 and 24, for what a person sees, why do they yet hope for? Hope is for what we don't have, not for what we do have. If we already have it, why we got to hope for it? But we hope for the things that we don't have. We hope for the thing that we don't have. <laughs> the saving grace of the mercies of the living God appearing in the sky, bringing his reward with him. He says, behold, he comes with clouds and his reward is with him. Ah, oh, glory. You got to have your eyes on the prize, my friend. You can't think about all the stuff that's going to go down. You can't think about everything else that's going on. You can't think about the troubles and the problems and the, the worries and the dangers. You have to have your eyes fixed on him. You have to have your eyes set on him. When those three little Hebrew boys went up before King Nebuchadnezzar and they looked at him and said, Our God is able to deliver us. But know this, O king, if he doesn't, we're still not going to bow before your God. Ah, oh, glory. King Nebuchadnezzar got so angry, he had his men throw him in the fiery furnace. And it was so hot, it said it slew the soldiers that threw him in there. But ah, funny thing, it didn't slay them three men. No, Nebuchadnezzar looked in there and he said, didn't we throw three in there? He said, I see four walking around and one's like the son of God. Ah, glory, hopes realized. <laughs> yes, Lord. Their hopes were fulfilled. They were lives were spared. They were brought back out and set on high. <laughs> Nebuchadnezzar humbled himself before the God of Israel. That's the only reason he made it. <laughs> Nebuchadnezzar wasn't a good man. <laughs> no, he was called God's servant because he fulfilled the things that God wanted him to do. <laughs> Not because he was a good man. But he did humble himself before the Lord. And the Lord let him have the kingdom. But the Bible says that the Lord sets men over the kingdom as he sees fit and puts the basest of men over the kingdom sometimes. And Nebuchadnezzar was considered a king of kings in his day. In Daniel's vision, he was the head of gold. Did never say he was a particularly good man. It says he slew who he would and he lifted up who he would, but. God set him in a place and used him to chasten Israel. But he also used him to take care of Daniel and to take care of what we know as 
Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, as you was taught in all the time through Sunday school, if you went to Sunday school. It's actually the pagan names for them. It was actually a Mishael and, oh, I can't think of their names because I heard it the same way y'all did so many times. And I try to call them by their proper names and I forget them because all those years you hear Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But that was actually the names that the pagan king, King Nebuchadnezzar, gave them. I know one of them was Mishael and I can't think of the other two's names right off the bat. But, ah, oh, Lord God, I never forget the story. The story of how they stood strong and stood before the king and just straight up told him, he said, hey, he said, live or die, king, it don't matter. We're not bowing to your God. And the Lord brought him out of the fiery furnace and set him over the kingdom. Ah, oh, glory. Before it was over, it was Israel ruling that kingdom because Daniel was his main man. The three Hebrew men... Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were set over the provinces. So it sounded more like it was Israel ruling the kingdom than it was anybody else. Which was God's plan all along because the righteous are never punished like that. God always has. He may have punished Israel, but he punished those that were rebelling against him. Those that still had their hearts set on him. He gathered them up. He gathered them into the captivity, but he set them on high. He took care of them. And he prospered those that still had their hearts set on him. God will always take care of his children. He's not a bad father. He's not an unrighteous God. He doesn't punish the righteous. He punishes the wicked. The righteous may have to suffer for a time, but he always brings them through it. Now, when you see people suffer like you saw the 11 apostles the twelve apostles, the original, suffer. All died a martyr's death except for John. But what you have to understand was these men, they walked with Jesus. It was not a, it wasn't a punishment. It was a way to the throne, my friends. These men had went past all that. Oh, glory. You knew some of the stories of the things they suffered and still told them of the love of God. <coughs> Excuse me. But there's some stories that I can't even hardly tell that brings me to tears just to tell some of them. But it's said that they, one of the apostles, I think it was Philip, they, they took the man's skin off of him and it said the whole time he was telling them of the love of God and telling them how God loved him. And he was so full of the love of God. And it was Polygarp talks about in the Fox's Book of Martyrs. And he said, if you only saw the one that stroked my brow, he says, I feel no pain in these flames. Ah, oh, Lord God, Lord God, but these men were sold out now. My friends, if you're not sold out, I don't recommend you get in that situation. But you got to understand that done went past that. You got the punishment of sinners, sure, and then you got righteous men to get blessed, and you and you see things happening, different things, and it's confusing because then when you see the one that really elevates and really gets to that place where he really is close to God, what did Paul say? But the fellowship of the sufferings. He said that. I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus. He counted it all joy. And what did Peter say? They counted it all joy that they had suffered shame for his name. 
But then you see normal everyday people like us and you see that God blesses us and you see that God doesn't require those things of us because for one thing, we're not strong enough to most of us. We couldn't handle it. But God gives us what we're able to handle and does what we're able to do. He said to Peter, he said, when you were young, you went where you wanted to go. But when you're old, another will gather you and take you where you do not want to go. Peter knew what he meant. He saw John standing over there and he said, and what does John have to do? He says, I got to die. I got to go up here and be crucified. He says, what does John got to do? Jesus just looked at him. He didn't make no excuse. He said, Peter, you follow me. He said, if I will, that he stays till I return. What's that to you? You just follow me. Hear what I have for you. And then he told him, he said, you're going to sit on 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. He said, if you overcome, you'll sit down in my throne with me as I sit down with my father in his throne. And to him that overcomes, I will give a white stone with a new name written on it. Ah, glory. That only he knows. Ah, blessed Redeemer. King of kings and Lord of lords, do you have that strength in you to be an overcomer? Ah, glory. King of kings and Lord of lords, touch us today, Jesus. Can we only set our eyes on the things of this world? Or can we look on the prize that is going to appear in the sky? Ah, glory. For behold, he comes with clouds, and behold, his reward is with him. To reward all for the deeds they did in their body, whether they be good or bad. Ah, glory. So many heard about grace for so long that they've forgotten. They've forgotten there is a reward coming for the righteous. There is a reward coming for those that did well. And there's a reward coming for those that didn't. Ah, glory. My friend, grace is right now. But there's coming a time when you're going to answer for your deeds. Grace is for right now when we're messing up and asking God to forgive us. But there's coming a time when we've got to stand up and be accountable for the things that we do. Ah, glory. King of kings and Lord of lords, touch us today, Jesus. For what a person sees, what do they yet hope for? Romans 8 and 24. Hope is for what we don't yet have. Faith is for what is faith? 11th chapter of Hebrews the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. Ah, glory, hope, hope, faith, faith that we're going to get what we hope for. Now, hope deferred, hope delayed is, is sorrow to the bones, but hope's realized or a tree of life, the Bible says, life for the soul. One day we're going to see what we hope for. One day we're going to have what we desire. One day we're going to, ah, glory. One day we're going to see him face to face. For it appears not yet what we shall be, John said, but we know that when we see him, we shall be made like him. Ah, glory. Oh, Lord God, Lord God, people just don't understand the coming glory. Ah, oh, Lord, it says he shall destroy the Antichrist with the splendor of his coming. Do you understand the glorious day that you're looking for? Do you understand that this world is going to seem vaguely dim in the light of his glory and grace? 
King of kings and Lord of lords, touch us now, Jesus. Bless now, Lord. Save now, Father, for eyes have to be stayed upon him. If you look at all the trouble, at all the things in this world, and all the things that the Bible tells us are going to happen. But in Revelations, John the Revelator, after he's talked about all the stuff that was going to go down, what did he say? Even Lord, even so, come, Lord Jesus. He wasn't worried about the trouble. He wasn't worried about the problems. He had his eyes stayed on the prize, the glorious one of heaven. Oh, Lord, if you're looking on Jesus, if your heart is stayed on him, if your hopes are in him, you won't be worried so much about the trouble that's in the world or the problems about the Antichrist or the problems about the mark. The Bible says that it would deceive even the very elect if that were possible. So obviously it's not possible. If you're God's child, you can't be deceived by the wicked one, at least not very long. Ah, glory, King of kings and Lord of lords. It's not going to be done by analytically. It's got to be done as a work of the heart. He said, my children know my voice. They will not follow another. Ah, oh, glory, so you're either a child of God or you're not. But if you're a child of God, you're not going to be deceived. If you're a child of God, you're going to hear his voice. And that devil that would come to deceive you, though he'd be, though he'd be full of trouble, I know one that's able to put the troubles behind you. Ah, oh, glory, it may take a little prayer. It may take some fasting. It may take some eyes stayed upon Jesus. But when the trouble comes, my friend, call upon the one that's able to cast the troubles to the side. Call upon the one that's able to open the doors for you. Call upon your Lord. If you know him, call upon him. He won't let you down, for hope maketh not ashamed. Ah, oh, glorious God of Israel, talk to us, Lord. Keep us today, Lord. Bind now the hand of the wicked one. Come against every evil work, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us to have our heart and our mind stayed upon you, Lord, that we live and not die, that the glorious God of heaven, even the ah, glory, King of kings and Lord of lords, touch us today now, Jesus, for the return of the Son of Man shall be like a lightning bolt from the east to the west. Every eye shall behold him. Jesus, Master. Does that sound like something done in a corner? Does that sound like something he just kind of slipped in and slipped out? No, my friend, but the return of the Son of Man, the return of our Lord, the return of the great God of heaven. Ah, oh, glory, he's not going to come back as a little carpenter's son this time. No, he's going to split the sky and every eye shall behold him. We're talking about world-class event. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, Jesus, Master. Ah, oh, glory, he said, many are going to come and claim to be me. Many are going to come and say, I'm Christ, say, I'm the Holy One, say, I'm Jesus, say, I'm the Anointed One. He said, believe them not, for the return of the Son of Man shall be like a lightning bolt from the east to the west, and every eye shall behold him, and they shall look upon him whom they pierced. 
Ah, Lord God, Lord God, King of kings and Lord of lords, touch us today, Jesus. Bless today, O Lord. And this is our hope. This is our hope. You want hope? Hope is in him. He is hope. Don't be like Pilate. Embodied truth stood before him and he said, I am the truth and the way and no man comes to the Father but by me. He told Pilate that he was the truth and Pilate looked at him and said, what is truth? Pilate had compromised so many times and he had had to make just compromise after compromise to have lost sight of any kind of truth. He didn't know what truth was anymore. He knew Jesus was a righteous man. He didn't want to have to put Jesus up on that cross. He wanted to let him go. He knew in his heart, and that's why Jesus was trying to work with him, because somewhere in his heart he still saw righteousness. He still saw that the, there was a good man standing before him, and he didn't want to hurt him. But, oh, Lord God, he had fell prey to compromise for so long. He'd, he'd lost sight of what truth really was. He couldn't tell right from wrong anymore. And so he gave way to his governor, and he gave way to his king. And his king wasn't my king. His king was a king of Rome. My king is a king of heaven. Ah, oh, glory, the one who made all things. The embodied truth stood before him, and he had been so compromised he couldn't tell what truth was anymore. Don't be Pilate, my friend. Don't be Pilate. Recognize the truth. Buy it and sell it not. Ah, oh, Lord God, Lord God, if somewhere in your heart, somewhere down in there, you got a longing for, you got a hope for what's right. Ah, oh, glory, there's another mark going to be put on men also that you don't hear much about. <laughs> when the Lord returned, he said, Do not hurt the earth until you have put the mark upon my servants. He said, Every servant, he said, Every man, every person that has cried in his side for the things that go on around him. Ah, oh, glory, he said, Put a mark upon them. He said, See that they're not hurt. Oh, Lord God, Lord God, King of kings and Lord of lords, because sometimes when you see all the things going around you and all the things going about you, all you can do is cry and sigh. But if we get our eyes set on him, everybody needs hope. Hope is in Jesus. Hope is in our Lord's return. Hope is in the world that is to be. This world's already got its reward coming. This world's already been judged, and the God of this world, which is the devil, has already been judged according to Jesus, according to the righteousness of the Bible, that the Word of God. Ah, oh, glory. Jesus said, for the prince of this world is judged. Ah, oh, glory. King of kings and Lord of lords, touch us today, Jesus. For he returns to set things in order and to slay the dragon and to cast him into prison for a thousand years while he sits on high and rules from Jerusalem. Ah, oh, glory. It's going to be one that sets up shop in Jerusalem, but he isn't going to be Jesus. When Jesus comes to do it, honey, you're going to see that eastern sky split, and every eye, every eye from the world over, it's going to be an omnipresent thing. Everybody is going to behold him, the Bible says. It's not going to be something done in a corner. 
something we're going to see with our own eyes. And they shall look upon him whom they pierced. The apostle Paul wrote in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, we shall be changed. The children of God are not going to be left standing here with confusion of face. No, but it says the grave shall open. We that are alive and remaining shall not prevent those that are asleep. Now that's just talking about their bodies because it says in, says in the book of Jude, the epistle of Jude, the Lord returns with ten thousands of his saints. And the revelator, John the revelator, when John went to bow before the angel that gave him the message, he said, see you do it not because I am of your fellow servants. He said, I am of those of the brethren of the prophets. Ah, oh, glory. So obviously the spirit don't sleep. Spirit goes on to be with Jesus. The spirit goes on to be with God. It's the body that sleeps. And in the first resurrection, blessed and holy is he that has part of the first resurrection. That body is raised up and we're given a new body. One that won't hurt no more. One that won't know pain no more. It's joined back to the spirit. And we rule and reign in that city with him for a thousand years while Satan's in prison. Isaiah 9 and 6. Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. Ah, <laughs> oh, glory. And the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. How can one be all? <laughs> only God, my friend, only God. But that Son of God who loved us is going to appear in the sky, and he's going to come and set up shop in Jerusalem, and he's going to rule this world with an iron hand, the Bible says. That thousand years is going to be ruled in righteousness. But there's not going to be all that messing up that there was before. There's going to be people still here. There's going to be a kingdom still here on this earth. It says a third of the earth is destroyed, not the whole earth. Satan's cast into prison for that thousand years. But for a while there, a thousand years, maybe a thousand of God's years, I don't know. But it says he rules and reigns with an iron hand. Isaiah 9 and 6. Jesus is a king, is the king, is ruler, lord, nobility. He don't play, my friend. Jesus is merciful and kind. He loves us, no doubt. And that spirit of truth, that comforter he sent, ah, it's also a part of his spirit. But my friend, when he comes back this next time, he's coming back as the word of God, the king of kings and the lord of lords, sitting upon a white horse. He's coming back for war, my friend. That's not the time of peace. That's when he comes back and he sets up shop in Jerusalem and his children will know peace and we'll all know peace. But make no mistake, it says he will rule the nations with a rod of iron. Now, my friends, you're talking about the king of the universe. You're talking about the ruler of the nations of the worlds of the heavens above. For it says in John all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made of things in heaven and things in earth. So God himself is going to set up shop in Jerusalem and rule and reign. And it says, for that thousand years, whether it be a thousand of our years or a thousand of God, your Satan is in prison. And he doesn't deceive the nations anymore. And all the nations bring their glory into Jerusalem. And we, those that are his rule and reign from Jerusalem with him. Now, after that thousand years of God's years are over, that blessed time where he rules the nations and the world has seen the, and the nations have seen the world ruled in righteousness. It may have been stern, but it's been righteous and fair. 
and those that live righteously are rewarded and blessed. And yet, ah, oh, the frailty and foolishness of men's hearts, the deceitfulness and the deception of people's desires, because Satan's loosed again out of his prison. And in a moment, in just a very short time, he gathers all the nations and they come up against the Lord and his Christ. They come up against Jerusalem, and at that moment, fire comes out of heaven and devours the gainsayers. And at that time, then judgment is set up. Then Satan is cast into the pit forever. Then the righteous, the unrighteous are raised, and the judgment's given. And all these things are death, hell, and the grave are cast into the lake of fire. And then all this is done, and Peter said, I saw the elements melt with fervent heat and a new heaven and a new earth was formed. And that's when this holy Jerusalem, John said, and I saw holy Jerusalem let down out of a heaven as a bride adorned for her husband. Go to the 14th chapter of John and you'll find it. He says, I go away to prepare a place for you. Hope, my friends, hope. <laughs> ah, glory. He's preparing that place for us. Keep your hope set on him. Keep your eye fixed on him and you won't have to worry about the trouble around you. You won't have to worry about what's coming bad because of what's coming that's good is so overwhelming, so much more that the bad just can't hold a candle to it. Oh, Lord God, Lord God, in the 14th chapter of John, he says, I go away to prepare a place for you that where I am, you may be also. And then in the very end of Revelations, after all that others done, John said, and I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, let down out of heaven as a bride adorned for her husband. It may be a ways off, my friend, but eventually we're going to get there. Ah, glory. But if your eyes are stayed on him, you can be with Jesus today in spirit. Because he knows his children, my friend. If you belong to God, you're already judged. God already knows those that are his. Ah, Lord God, Lord God, King of kings and Lord of lords, bless your children today, Lord. Help us today. Keep your hope set on the Holy One of Israel, because if your hope is set on Him, you won't ever be embarrassed. You won't ever be ashamed. Walk righteously, my friends, because it says as He walked, so should we walk. Jesus walked without sin. He walked righteously. Now, you're not going to walk without sin. It's just, you can't. But when you do sin, fall on your face, fall on your knees, and just say, Lord Jesus, forgive me. Because the Bible says that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. But if we say we've not sinned, we make him a liar and the truth is not in us. Ah, glory, King of kings and Lord of lords, touch us today, Jesus. Bless today, O Lord, mighty God of Israel. Set your hope on him, my friend, and you won't have troubles because the troubles will vanish away. If you set your hope on Jesus, it says hopes make not ashamed and hopes realized are a tree of life. We're going to see him, my friends. He is going to return and he can be with you today. All I've read in the Bible and it talks about... Why do you want to know my name? A lot of names are secret, but I know my name. My name's Tom, because I heard the angel call my name Tom. He said, Tom, and that must be my name. It's what everybody calls me. It's my nickname, but 
He didn't call me Thomas. He didn't call me Claude. He called me Tom. But I'm told that I'm going to get a new name. Right now, my name's Tom. But one day, I'm going to get a white stone. And one day, if I be found worthy, I'm going to get a new name. If I can just hold on just a little longer. If I can just hold on just a little more. If I can just keep, my friend, there will never come a time when you don't have to do what's right. Remember the fallen angels. Remember how Satan warred against God in heaven in Revelations, it tells us, and he drew a third of the angels with him. There will never be a time that you don't have to stand strong and do what's right. You always have to uphold what is right. But if you do that, God will give you strength to overcome the wiles of the devil, to come overcome the own desires of your heart. And where you fall short, that's where grace comes in. And one day he's going to strengthen you so that you can truly stand strong in the world that is to be. Lord bless you. Lord keep you. And remember, hope never makes anyone ashamed. Lord bless. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Lord bless y'all. Love y'all. Keep you. Amen.